Hello, my name is Sharon Kugler and I'm the Yale University Chaplain, and this is Time for the Soul. My guest today is Dr. Asha Shipman. Asha is the Director of Hindu Life and our Hindu Chaplain. Asha, thank you for joining me today on Time for the Soul. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Sharon. Coming off a global pandemic that's been fraught with such huge collective loss and individual struggle, how do you, as a chaplain, bring yourself back to life? <laughs> Such a great question. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, have been disassociating mind and body um, because it's such a hard thing to be in these is uh, in the world right now. Um, even though things are starting to work their way um, into um, life opening up, um, opportunities opening up. Um, so what I have done that I think has been the most effective, I have a lot of strategies, but um, has been pranayama, which is uh, conscious breathing on the yoga path. Um, it is definitely a way to bring attention, the mind's attention into the body and also offer um, a way to calm the nervous system and rebalance. Um, mm. This is also possible through yoga practice. Uh, Kundalini yoga in particular is excellent for rebalancing the nervous system. It's very targeted and with a talented teacher, and we do have a talented teacher at Yale, um, it's very effective. Um, and the other things that I do um, is to go outside because throughout the pandemic, I felt like it's been exceptionally lovely out uh, for whatever reason, many reasons I'm sure, um, so to grow things, to nurture plants and animals, I put the bird feeder up a few mm. days ago and it's been a joy. I had experimented with putting um, a saucer of water out on my deck rail a few months ago and it has been an intense pleasure to watch the birds take a bath. Um, so in order to kind of recenter myself, it's been nurturing. Um, whether it's animals or people, and also finding my way into my own nerves, tendons, ligaments, muscles, bones, mm -hmm. um, so I can actually be in myself and, uh, and then be present. Thank you for that. I, I recall um, when you started to offer breathing lessons, quite literally breathing lessons, it was nearly oversubscribed. Uh, at Yale and this past uh, semester, just an amazing kind of phenomenon that people were trying to really connect back to their bodies and pay attention to the most basic of things. Absolutely. And we have a very talented teacher who brings the science in. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that makes a huge difference for our community, mm -hmm. um, especially since we live in our brains so much, right? And we're, we're trying to bring the brains into the hearts and the bodies, but we also know who we are and we need that part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that segues nicely into this next question, which is how do you help someone understand their worth as a human being? I think I start asking them questions about what brings them mm -hmm. joy. Um, and... We are, um, we're really good about internal focus and then to actually turn it outward to the external focus because um, quite often the answer is what brings them joy is to help other mm -hmm. people, to interact with other people, 
Um, I had a really interesting conversation a couple of days ago with somebody who basically said, through the pandemic, I was unable to be with people and it was deadening. Uh, so figuring out what um, makes them tick by asking lots of questions and listening um, very, very deeply to the underlying message of who they really are. Uh, it's, a, it's a technique I learned as an anthropologist. Um, and I think it's something that translates well into chaplaincy. Yeah, isn't the key so often finding the right question to ask? Right, and it can take a long time to to center into oh, this is this is what we really need to be talking about. Yeah. So, to have, in a way, the luxury of spending forty five minutes with somebody to you know forty five minutes to an hour, and even saying like this is not a this is not a one off. This is a conversation we can have over many sessions. Um, we can be walking, we can be sitting, we can write whatever we need to be doing. It can, it has for some students, it's taken probably months to get to what is actually the question that is going to really unfold that person. Yes. Yeah. I love the imagery of unfolding as a person. Um, what's the special spark of this work for you? Oh, so you, when you and I first spoke, over the phone several years ago. <laughs> um, I didn't know what chaplaincy was. Mm -hmm. And I really asked you lots of questions. <laughs> um, and your answer about your way of offering chaplaincy was radical hospitality and still mm -hmm. is. Uh, and I think that is the spark for me because for Hindus, hospitality is one of the most important aspects of life. Mm -hmm. You know, we are so focused on the well-being of other people and bringing them into our homes and offering them uh, care. And like, you know that through our worship services. That's what we do when we worship the divine in whatever form we've chosen is we are hospitable. Um, we literally start with, you know, I'm good in folk and then offer a seat to the divine and then uh, treat them as if we were um, offering hospitality to a beloved beloved person who's traveled from a long distance to to be with us and really um, gifting our house with their presence. So I think that's, I love our Hindu prayer room. I, for the moment I saw it, I have loved it. I love the colors. I love the vibe. I love the, all of the um, iconography we have and um, the, the whiteboard, which I, I think I had installed pretty quickly, um, is it's an educational space too. Um, it is kind of like I joke that it's kind of like my living room worship space. And when students and faculty and staff and whoever it is are coming in, it's I have I do feel like it's my space that I I'm welcoming people into with, you know, as much warmth and open um, heartedness as I can, um, because I want this space to be special to them in a place where they can really be themselves. So that plays into this idea of hospitality. Um, and then, of course, the food element where, you know, it's such a joy to figure out what we're going to offer for food. Um, where are we going to go and what what delicious curries like it's getting cool. So I'm thinking about the aloo palak, mm -hmm. the spinach <laughs> and potatoes, and, you know, 
Um, so what is it that will really nourish people? Um, I really, that I love. That's wonderful. And I have been the um, lucky recipient of much of the radical hospitality that the Hindu community has offered and you in particular. Thank you so much for joining us today on Time for the Soul, Asha. It's been a, a joy. Oh, joy for me too. Thank you so much, Sharon. Take care. Time for the Soul is produced by Ryan McAvoy, created by Sharon Kugler, Maytal Satiel, and Sean Mignon. Our music is by J.P. Durvin. This has been a production of the Yale Broadcast Studio. 